The Radiant Podcast is a proud member of the Converge Podcast Network. And I want to give a quick shout out to our underwriting ministry partner, First 15. To get deeper into God's Word today, visit first15.org forward slash converge. Now on to today's show. Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and if there's one thing I believe, it's that you're capable of making your dreams a reality and that the world needs you to be living out your purpose. One thing I love is to chat with people doing impactful work in hopes that we can all learn something from the conversation. Not to mention, we get to apply all of that wisdom to our own journey. Each week, you will hear just that here at the Radiant Podcast. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast, and this week we've got Christy Clover joining us. She is a home organization and efficiency expert. So I thought this conversation might be timely for the season we're in where we're all stuck inside our houses. She also is the host of the Simply Joyful Podcast, and guys, I think she's here to bring us the perfect conversation about finding joy in our day. I think you're going to love Christy and her radiant energy as much as I do, so why hold you here any longer? Let's get to an incredible conversation for your week. Hey, I am so excited to have you on today, Christy. Oh, thank you for having me, Kelsey. This is going to be fun. Thank you so much for joining me. I would love for you to start by sharing your story and introducing yourself to the Radiant Tribe. Ooh, I always love it. I'm like, my story. <laughs> I'm like, I got 45 years of story. <laughs> oh, well, like you said, my name's Christy Clover, and goodness, I'm a mom of five. My husband, Steve, and I just, um, goodness, we've gone through, God, that's, just, that's a horrible way. To, I was going to say we've celebrated. I'm like, well, actually, we're kind of midway. So we're 22 years into our marriage and just loving it and loving married life. And then I just so happen on the side to be a homeschool mom and an online entrepreneur. And so I do everything from a podcast, a YouTube channel, and I also wrote a book called MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem. Yes, you do do it all. So we're going to talk about how you juggle all the things today, but I would love for you to start kind of by sharing how did you get into this space, especially the organization space? Did you start with a YouTube channel, a podcast, and kind of how did that dream take shape? It was so funny because, well, the whole thing is, is that I I should, I always like to give the disclaimer, I am not a crazy organized, like perfectly perfect person. And I have struggled. Like I was not naturally organized. I've since learned I have like I spatially organize, like I can look at a space and think I can make that work. So I'm kind of like Tetris, like I'm the Tetris queen. <laughs> so I can like <laughs> look at something and be like, and if I shift that, it'll work that way. Um, so that I've learned about myself, but I struggle. And that's kind of where the heart of everything kind of has flowed, has kind of flowed from. So about 13 years ago, I was asked to speak on home organization at our church's MOPS group. And we had this large um, church group and I was kind of giggling when they asked me, I'm like, are you serious? And they're like, well, no, because we'll go to your, this is what they literally told me, we'll go to your house <laughs> for a play date and like, and it'll be really crazy and messy. All the kids will get everything everywhere. And then we'll, they'll show up like the next night and it's, you know, for a dinner party or just something that we happen to be hosting and the house is all picked up and put together. Like, how do you do that? And I was like, well, I just have these systems that I just kind of have learned how to be more efficient with things. And they're like, yeah, that's what we want you to share. And I'm like, but I don't follow rules very well. And <laughs> 
They're like, no, share it. And so, and that even just kind of came like me getting organized came from this really hard season that I realized I have to figure this out. I have to learn and so when I was speaking about this, I went and I, I hear I thought I was like, okay, I came up with these 10 rules and I shared a bunch of these hacks and things and systems that I use. And I thought, oh my goodness, I am totally exposing myself as this person who does not have it all together. And yet when I was done speaking, I had these moms coming up to me in tears. They're like, I had no idea that it could be that simple, but yeah, they, they just could not believe that you, you know, that you could create a system for certain things and that you didn't have to like, like one of the ones that always gets people, I'm like, I just wash like all of my kids clothes on cold. Like that's just the way I'm more efficient at getting things done. And people are like, what? You don't do like three loads per person in your house. I'm like, we have, now we have seven people. I mean, I can't imagine doing 21 loads. In oh a my week. gosh. No. Insanity. So you know, we have systems for that. So that was what was just so exciting was to see that people really meshed with someone, an imperfect organizer. And that's kind of what I am. I'm someone who just has figured out ways to make it work in my home. And, you know, we have times, we have seasons where I'm like, sweet, the house feels so good. And then we have seasons like right now where we just finished a major house renovation, which meant you are moving everything to get out of the way and I am now trying to put all the pieces. So literally, in fact, last night I was like, okay, I'm going to start getting on top of this closet. But the closet led into a hallway. The hallway led into the schoolroom, led into the girls' bedroom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the house has exploded. So, Well, in a home renovation with seven people's stuff. So I'm sure that was, you know, exactly what you call it, mayhem. So how did you kind of find these systems? Did you just start testing them and what worked for your family? And and I like how you described like you're an organizer, but you don't follow the rules. So what does that even look like for you? Well, it works in a lot of different ways as far as, um, well, the, the house renovation was crazy. So it was moving a lot of stuff. And I was trying to keep us as organized as possible in the space that we were using. And, you know, it just... <laughs> You can do, you can do. And then like one day I'm like, yes, I feel good. And they're like, Hey, we need to come in this room today. And I'm like, no, <laughs> so it's fine. It, it worked out and we got through it. But with organizing and creating the systems, uh, what I learned was that I could glean from other people and kind of hear things that worked. I kind of would ask friends, I'd research and figure out, okay, like this is broken. Like I always tell people, pick a problem and figure out a system for it. So if this is broken, then I'll ask different people, okay, so what do you do about this? And what I found is that it doesn't, their advice doesn't always work for me. And so maybe I tweak it. So maybe I'll pick a little bit from this person, a little bit from that person and kind of put it together and see where we end up. But an example of how I've been good at breaking rules, that's it. Sounds horrible, but I always kind of grew up with this, this nagging voice in my head, like you should never run a dishwasher unless it's full, otherwise you're wasting water. And, you know, I kind of had that in my head, but what I realized is that set us up for failure because I'm running into, we need dishes and we're out of forks and plates and, you know, it's dinner time. And I'm like, ah, we don't have them right now. So what I discovered was that this one day I woke up and I was like, wow, like this is such an easy, smooth day with dishes because the dishwasher was clean when I got up. So I just got up and put them away and we had dishes the whole day. And so I noticed that every single time that happened, like when I would start the dishwasher at night, 
the next day ran so smoothly. And then I just kind of decided, I'm like, you know what? I don't care if my dishwasher isn't all the way full. If I just start it every single night and you know what? I space my dishes out. They get cleaner that way anyways. And that has been like, it, it became this humongous, like aha moment. Like I felt like the heavens opened up and there's this choir of angels. It sounds silly, but dishes when you have a large family is big deal. Oh so, yeah. It's all consuming yeah. with two of us. So yes. I'm sure it's all consuming with seven. Wow. Well, I, I love the two examples you've given already because I think so many of us have these unwritten rules in our head, probably from our family of origin, um, that, you know, all of your colors need to be separated and washed on warm. And I too wash everything on cold. The only thing I don't throw in is white and it all works out. And we too start the dishwasher at night just so we kind of wake up and have a routine every morning. And so that um, has worked for us as well, but I definitely know what it feels like when you kind of have a system ingrained in your head. And then also you're combining, you know, two people's habits to kind of create these systems for your family and for your children to kind of follow suit. And so I'm sure it's a lot to organize. So you started with this MOPS group. Where did it go from there? Did you start taking on organization projects for other women? Did you start teaching from there? I know you have a gazillion resources, so kind of share with us the journey of how the Simply Joyful brand came to be. Ooh, well, yeah. So when I gave that first talk that it, when it, it was actually called MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem, which is what the book is called. So when I first gave that talk, you know, I... I did more speaking, you know, at our church and a few other places, but we started growing our family again. So I took a break. I kind of stepped back from everything, all things online and speaking and all of that. And what was kind of beautiful was that when I, it was kind of, I felt like it was such a God thing where I, I saw different opportunities come and go and that was okay. And I just had to be at peace with that. Like that's not the season I was supposed to be in. And then when I just kind of felt like, all right, I'm ready. And, you know, I prayed about it. My husband and I talked about it. It was like, okay, so what do we do? Like, we want to get this book created. So what do we do? And so that's when I just started working at building a platform. Um, so that took the shape of starting a YouTube channel. And what was really fun is I started getting speaking engagements for homeschooling because we do homeschool. And so I started getting speaking engagements there. And then it was just neat to see how things started moving together. So that was about the time that so I started a blog and it was about the time that Periscope started. So this whole live streaming thing was just kind of getting, you know, figured out. And I remember at first thinking, that is so weird. Like let people see you live. <laughs> but yeah. then I fell in love with it. So it was really fun. And that's kind of where things really picked up. So I had started this, uh, you know, I started doing Periscope. And then I eventually, I moved to Facebook and now I'm doing more. I'm trying to get used to doing Instagram live. That's yeah. been harder for me because it's just, it's, for, this sounds funny. It's not as organized as Facebook. Like I like how I can compartmentalize things in my brain for Facebook. But what was neat is that I, what I was finding when I was doing these live stream, uh, streaming moments is that I had people asking me questions. So it helped me to get to know my audience. So I'd either create a video or I'd create a blog post but I started kind of mixing all of those platforms together and it was explosive. Like my YouTube channel, like skyrocketed within the first few months. Like I had a girlfriend who'd been on YouTube and so she was helping me figure out like the logistics, like how do you link it to, you know, 
Google AdSense and all that kind of stuff. And, and she's like, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. <laughs> so it was really fun. And like, I've noticed that even if I step away from YouTube for like a year, which I have done, it's still there and the videos are still there. And, um, so yeah. And then the simply joyful brand to kind of hop over to that was around that time. You know, I, I had a girlfriend tell me, Oh, podcasting, podcasting is really the thing. And I remember not really being that excited about it and, um, trying to come up with, you know, a, a, some sort of, you know, something around organization. And, and then I had a friend, she's like, well, oh, my tagline, that was, I'm sorry, I'm like all over the map. But my tagline was, has always been, and it's kind of the filter I run things through simple solutions for more joy filled life. And so I started looking at that and I had a girlfriend, she's like, what about simply joyful? And I was, oh, that'd be so fun. So that's really where simply joyful podcast started off. And then now I'm actually kicking off a simply joyful at home series on YouTube. Man, so you are in all the places. How do you manage (laughs) juggling it all with five children? How do you do this? Well, that is, that's the thing is that it looks like I'm everywhere, but I'm really not. (laughs) I tend to take massive breaks. Like I said, with YouTube, I was away from YouTube when I started. I had to step back from YouTube when I started the podcast. So usually if I'm doing the podcast, I'm not doing YouTube videos. If I'm doing YouTube videos, I'm not doing the podcast. And when I was writing the book, I wasn't doing anything (laughs) other than writing the book. And I have been blessed in that I started growing a team. And so I have people who support me now. So if things are happening at the same time, it's because I have help. Um, Because one of the most important things to me is that I'm of no use to anyone if I'm burned out. And I'm of no use to anyone if I'm not even falling in line with my messaging. And I'm all about keeping your priorities straight. So if I am truly trying to do too much at the detriment of my family, then that's not a good thing. So I really try to make sure I'm always checking in with them. Well, I love what you're saying there because I think it can be tempting, especially when you're getting started and you don't have help. Like, oh, because Christy shows up everywhere, I should. But it's such a gift for you to share that behind the scenes. If you're on YouTube, you're probably taking a break from the podcast. And if you're on the podcast, you're probably holding off on YouTube. And I, I think that's really important for our listeners to understand if they're trying to put their dream out there that we don't do it all, all the time. We might do it all in a way, but not all the time. And I think that's just a really important message to share. So how do you prevent getting burnt out? And I'm, I'm sure you've navigated it. I certainly have. And how do you, <laughs> when you, when you kind of come to that place where you're stretched so thin and the people you love the most are getting the worst version of you and you're really just at the end of your rope. How do you hit reset and go back to a more simple and a more joyful life? Well, I I will admit that as much as humanly possible, I do try to maintain boundaries, you know, within my online space. Cause I find that when online that can get very all consuming sometimes. And yet at the same time, like there's just things that sometimes you can't help. So I did go through a season of burnout very recently. And that was because I had a book launch that ended up coinciding with a major family, like both, like my husband's side of the family was this big vacation. It was a long vacation, like right before the book was launching and our house renovation, the start of the project ended up getting pushed back so far that literally we were, we were in complete demo mode. Like we had no walls and when the book was launching. So it was kind of funny. (laughs) I'm like, all right, 
So the book is called Master Organizer Mayhem. <laughs> We're just going to see how much mayhem we can have. But honestly, once the book launched, I mean, I got excited and we had fun, um, you know, with the book launch, but I kind of went into hermit mode right after that. I did all the press and all the things that were coming at me. But other than that, I was pulling back from everything humanly possible. And uh, we actually, my husband was just on my podcast and we shared something we hadn't shared openly, uh, like publicly yet, but he retired in, um, in March of last year. And so the one good thing was that when all this was happening, he was home and no longer traveling because he traveled for 21 years of those 22 years we've been married. So it was, that was good timing there. So he was able to pick up the pieces. So as I was, you know, again, traveling and, you know, doing press interviews, you know, you just kind of do what you can do. But I have since then increased, you know, hired a few more people to take some things off of my shoulders. I mean, at that time, it really did look like I was online, but I wasn't at all during my launch. Um, Only if I absolutely had to be, I had somebody who was literally pretending to be me online. And that sounds horrible, but I had to, I just could not do it. Well, that, I mean, that's something that I've been talking about recently is how do I delegate the things that I I just can't seem to do and Mm -hmm. it's showing up online. And so there's kind of some thoughts of like, okay, well, how can I still show up, but not show up in real time? Awesome. I can hand off my social media and she can tell me, Hey, send me 10 talking points on the first of the month and I'll divvy it up and put it on your stories, you know? And so for me, there's been an importance of, I know I need to show up on social, but I, it's, there's so many things to do in a day that that's just falling on the back burner for years at a time. And so how do we, how do we better do this so that I can still serve my audience. I love my people. I want to show up for them, but I also want to show up around the dinner table and be present (laughs) in my day-to-day life, you know? And so how do you create this online life while maintaining a healthy, balanced real life? And so I love what you had to say there. And I I really appreciate your honesty of saying, I I actually look like I'm online and I'm not. (laughs) And so I I think- I think it's a really honest approach for our listeners to realize like most of the people they follow are not doing all the things all the time. There's a season for everything. It really (laughs) is. So I would imagine though, you didn't have a team when you first got started. How did that progress? (laughs) And how did you, how did you decide what was the most important thing to do every day to grow what's become a very significant business? Oh, thank you. Well, you know, when I first started, I kind of laugh at the progression. I started like I think so many other people out there. It started as a little hobby. Like I'm like, this will be fun. My husband's traveling. All the kids are in bed. So I'll write. And so what my 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 very first start was so funny because it's like I would do a blog post. I just sit down and write right one night, the next night I would edit it and maybe create a graphic. And then that next night it would be, you know, kind of putting the polishing touches on it. And so just, you know, within a week I would, I would put out a blog post. And then the next week, if I'd shot some video, you know, I'd edit the video one night and, you know, and then work on a graphic another night and, you know, just kind of slowly, but surely just kind of doing one thing and then the next thing and then one thing and then the next thing. So I kind of got into this rhythm 
And the rhythm worked for a season, but what was really funny is that as you start to grow, you know, your audience grows and then there's actually an expense to blogging and that people don't always realize. And so then it's like, okay, now I need to look for revenue. Um, and so, you know, it just kind of started growing and getting bigger. But one thing I will say that from the very beginning that I've tried to stay true to, and it's, I, I would say that the podcast is kind of a different, no, I wasn't, I wouldn't say a different monkey, but it's its own breed. I don't know why monkey came to mind, but it's its own thing. And that is, I really don't care. Again, this is, I break rules. I don't care about consistency. What I tell my, I mean, if somebody subscribes to my newsletter, literally the first thing that they get emailed is, Hey, I'm a busy mom and I love encouraging people and I want to encourage you, but you're not always going to hear from me. I'm not always consistent. And that's why my newsletter is the best place to connect. Cause I'll tell you where I am. Yeah. <laughs> and so instead of having to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm checking, I'll get emails saying like, I'm checking YouTube. It doesn't look like you've done anything. I'm like, no, no, I haven't. I'm sorry. Come to the podcast. <laughs> yes. But I remember that was what someone told me really early on was that they're like, your, your content's so great, but you know, you really need to be more consistent. And what I kind of lay down and, you know, being that I'm a Christian, I just lay down before the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to give you, I, I kind of think about it. Um, I don't know if your audience is familiar with the Bible story about the little boy and his lunch and how Jesus fed 5,000 from that. And I kind of think about that, like, Lord, this is all I have. This is all I can give today. And I kind of give it to him and I just hope that he blesses it and hope that he multiplies it and hope that he can do all the crazy miracles and fill in all the gaps that I can't fill in. And so that's kind of my weird secret sauce is I just kind of have to trust that what I do is going to be enough. And it's hard to let go of because I, especially now that I've been in this realm for so long, I know that if I do, if I, if I jump in the hustle, man, this could be good. Like I, I, I know what to do. And that's, what's really hard. Like I know what I could do to really launch my business into like the next big spot, but I can't, like, I just am not willing to sacrifice that. Well, I love that because I really wrestle with that too. If like you're on this call with other entrepreneurs and they say, these are the best practices. You have to do it. And it's like, yeah, I do know that works, but I actually am not willing to sacrifice what I want out of life um, to do that. And so I, I, it's been a constant state of wrestling with what's the next right step for me, even yeah. though there are proven strategies that work. And I'm so glad they work. That's amazing. And sometimes I use those strategies and sometimes I yeah. say, man, as tempting as it is to like jump on that because I see it working, it's not the next right move for me. And it's it's hard because I want to be a part hard. of every fun <laughs> new thing that works. Like I, I love strategy and the ideas and Yes. It is just challenging to get wrapped up in. And and I, I remember a year where a friend was like, you have to get more consistent. Show up. Be on Instagram every day. You yep. teach Instagram. How could you not be on Instagram every day? And it's like, because I, I, I it's just not the biggest priority in this season, you know? And I think that's yeah. okay. I love that you've said you've taken breaks for a year at a time yeah. in in an online space especially that says consistency is the key to success how have you reconciled that and how have you really um walked yourself through you know what 
I know consistency is the next right step, but for me, I'm going to I'm going to stop anyways. And what results have you seen? Have you seen people still respond to a video that's a year old and still living there? You know, I, I think people need to be reminded that even though, you know, we're, we're in this space that says produce, produce, produce content, content, content. Yeah. It's okay to take a break. Well, I laugh because I'm like, I've got lots of content. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I, I kind of giggled one time because, I mean, I, I, I know for a fact I have people who have listened to all 85 episodes of my podcast. And those are the ones that I love because they will be like, I've listened to them all. Like, what I need more. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm on a break right now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, so um, you can listen again. Like, I don't know, like maybe you won't remember them from three years ago. <laughs> but, you know, that's just it. Like I have new listeners, so they can go back and listen to old episodes. And, you know, I like right now, again, like, cause I'm in a different season. So I do have a team. So I have a team person. I have somebody on my team who is doing some of that strategy for me. And then it's kind of funny cause I've kind of let go of some of that. And so she's just like, show up here on this day. And I'm like, perfect. We'll do like, it's just easier. So now we are developing strategy and we are doing some things. And yet I still do a hard no on a lot of stuff. Cause I just know I can't. And the biggest thing for me is all I have to do is to look up from my computer screen or my phone and look at the people standing in my house. And that's where I have to be. Oh, that and is so, good. Yeah. So whether it's, I mean, seriously, like if, if you are an entrepreneur who's single and you got a dog in the house, or if you've got a group of friends that you need to spend time with, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, who those important people are. Like, that's what I say about organization anyway. I mean, like that kind of, it's those rules that kind of fit everywhere is that the reason why I th- I'm so passionate about helping people get organized is because I want them to let go of what they think that perfect looks like. And I want them to become more efficient at doing the things that are important to get done. So you can spend more time with the people who are important in your life. Ooh, that is good. And I think you're so right. That goes for a single person, a dating, someone yeah. who's dating, someone who's married, someone who's a parent, because the reality is, is there's always going to be a gazillion things to do in the day, but the things we're going to look back on in life are not the tasks or mm-hmm. how perfect your life is. It's the people who we sit around a table with. And so um, I think that's very applicable to anyone in any season of life. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from a network supporter. would love to kind of talk more about your book, Master Organizer of May. Money. Sometimes it's hard to make it all add up. With a Microsoft 365 subscription, Money in Excel helps you keep track of all your accounts in one place with added alerts and personalized budgets. Buy now at Microsoft365.com slash money. Mayhem. Tell us more about these simple solutions. I know you have 10 foundational rules for organization. Um, I would love to hear more. Well, (laughs) what more would you like to know? No, what is actually a fun fact is that 13 years ago when I sat down to give that first MOM talk, Master Organizer of Mayhem talk, I sat down and wrote out 10 rules. And the only thing that has changed in these 13 years is the order of the rules and more stories. (laughs) Uh, So that's been the one fun thing is I definitely have had a lot more stories to share. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I mean, I only had two little kids when I first sat down with this. But what I was just seeing was that how often in life we spin our wheels on things that are not important and we say yes to too many things. I am a people pleaser and I struggle with that constantly. And so that's really what, I mean, the book doesn't even so much launch into, let me show you how to organize your closet or your shoes. Or, I mean, like I'm one of those strange people that one of the, one of the pieces of advice. So here's another rule breaker for you. But like one of the pieces of advice is when I'm telling people to help have their kids help, but I mean, it can go for you if you're just doing your own stuff. Like when I have my little girls folding a hand towel, that's going to go in a drawer. I don't care how perfect it is. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's going in a drawer and my house feels clean and tight. Now it feels better to have them semi-folded than to have them all shoved in a drawer just personally, (laughs) but that's what people have to come to terms with. Like, do they need that drawer to feel perfect? Like, you know, so then maybe you are going to be the person who needs to fold it the correct way, you know, (laughs) do a little Marie Kondo folding. Um, but I don't even ascribe to some of the things that she talks about. So my book is really designed to help people figure out how to, you know, kind of work on those foundational things. So looking at your priorities, I actually have people stop and figure out what their priorities are. What can they be saying no to? And then even to the point where I ask them to figure out, you know, how can you break down this big task? Like what is that crazy task that's driving you bonkers that you really you know, stresses you out. So why not tackle it? And then I help them to see how you can take these bite-sized, you know, not bites, <laughs> bite-sized pieces and chew them well. No, but, um, you know, and I, I, one of the stories that got cut out from, from that chapter, which made, always makes me giggle is my son, Blake, when he was just little itty bitty and we were visiting my husband for his birthday in his office and we had ordered pizza and he's eating his pizza and he had his little hand over his mouth. And one of the women in the office, like, isn't that so cute? Look how polite he is. And and I turned and I looked and I was giggling. I was like, he's holding the pizza in his mouth. He had taken these massive bites and he was like, holding it in. And I was like, he's not being polite. He just bit off more than he could chew literally. Mm. And <laughs> it always makes, anytime I think about that, like even say like, and this is where I'm a, my own rule breaker, like right now, like as soon as I get off of this, I get to go tackle this, the projects that I'm working on. Cause I do get like a homemaking ADD, which is, um, a real thing. Like when, when you kind of start you forget what one project you're working on and kind of bleeds into some other project. Totally. <laughs> and so that happened. But I mean, I also, we had the renovation, so we really are trying to get to the heart of things. So I kind of gave myself permission, like, let's just get it done and tear things apart so that we can really get things where they need to be. Um, but you know, that happens. So that's really what the, the book is at the heart. The heart of the book is really helping people to figure out how to make organization a priority but also how to give yourself grace through the entire process. Totally. How do you feel? You know, I'm not a parent yet. How does one who's a mom who has all of these, you know, not you, not only do you have your own life and business to manage, but you have five little lives to manage. And often sometimes the husband falls in there too. How do you have room 
for organizing your home and your life when you kind of are probably putting out fires left and right at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and that's just part of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's totally different dynamics. So that's why if you come over to my house, you can, you might come in right now and be like, ooh, you're in a fun season, aren't you? Like, <laughs> that's just, that's the real thing. And, you know, it is hard to talk about, like to speak and write about home organization and have moments where my house looks like it does right now. And like, we're, we're going to have people over tonight. And you know what? I don't care. Like this is like, I just try hard not to allow what people are going to think of me to affect what I know is important in the moment. And so that's hard to do. And so whether you, you know, again, are single, are married, have kids, don't have kids, it doesn't matter where you're at in this journey. Like, and so that's where I, I don't, the, the book is going to help people regardless of whether or not they have children, you know, regardless of their marital status. Um, but you have to just slow down and take one bite at a time. And you are going to have those seasons. Like the hardest seasons are when, you know, you have a lot going on or like as a mom, it was when I was having a baby or when I had morning sickness and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> so just figuring out ways to plan for the the moments I can plan. So that's really, that's a big tip is that when I know I'm going to go through really crazy seasons, I try to plan as much as I can so that I don't have to, you know, do too much in that season. So an example of that would be meal planning. Uh, so if we are going to be, if I'm pregnant and, you know, getting ready for delivery time, or even when we've had seasons where I had to have a surgery that had nothing to do with, you know, having babies, um, just when there's going to be those seasons that are just in intense or crazy, I plan ahead and meal planning is one of those things. So I'll do freezer meals, which I'm not always great putting them together, but if we have crazy seasons, I am absolutely doing freezer meals. Um, and you know, kind of doing some meal, easy meal planning that my family can, can do on their own. So there's lots of different ways to kind of handle and navigate those crazy seasons. Um, again, regardless of whether you have kids or not. Well, I love that because, yeah, I certainly have crazy seasons and I don't even have kids yeah. added in the mix yet. And then some of my single friends are the busiest people I know. And so how do you really organize your life and create these simple solutions to, like your tagline is, bring more joy into your home? And so <laughs> yeah. I would love to hear, I would guess there's a correlation between organization and room for creativity that might just be my personal experience, but I will say when my life is in order and especially my home, I have a lot more margin for creativity. Do you see that to be a yeah. pattern? Oh, absolutely. And then I, what's funny is I feel like it's this weird cycle pattern though, because it's like, I'll get organized and then I get creative and then I get unorganized. <laughs> get totally. Crazy. You know, so it's like, it kind of goes around, like I need to slow down and, you know, but because I joke that I, I am very creative and spontaneous at the same time, I'm very like I'm the messiest, you know, perfectionist you're ever going to meet. And, you know, I can be really lazy and yet I can be really, you know, analytical at the same time. So, so it's just, it's very strange. Like my I left, totally my understand. are arguing. I know. So it's, it's hard, but yeah, there definitely is a correlation between, um, freeing up your space. And I just think just when you, when you figure out ways to be more efficient at getting things done. So it doesn't mean your house has to be sterile and perfectly tidied. It just means you're learning to be more efficient. It does open up your time to do other things. Like I could not do all the things I do if we didn't have systems in place in our home. Like I, I just couldn't, there'd be no 
way I'd have capacity for that. And so that's, I guess that's just kind of, I guess that answered that was a long way of answering your question, <laughs> but I did want to mention one other thing is what you had mentioned, um, you know, what your friends who are, who aren't married are so busy that that's just it. Like whether, no matter what it is, we all have the same 24 hours and we all fill them. We just fill them differently. And so, you know, people, we might look at someone and be like, Oh, look, they have so much free time in their hands, but no, like we all fill our time. My mom is, you know, I'm an only child. And so my mom, you know, of course I'm an adult, <laughs> but you know, she is like one of the busiest people I know. Like we laugh. Cause it's like, I'll be like, Hey, you want to come out for this? She's like, well, I've got this and I've got this. And I'm like, Holy smokes woman. Like, <laughs> like wow. Um, yeah. But that's just it. We all fill our time and it's just how we choose to fill our time. Oh, well, I think that's very true. And I, I've certainly seen that reflected in my own, own seasons of life. And so I love, I love that you said you couldn't pursue the dreams you've pursued or do what you do without having systems in your life. And, and I'm a lot like you, you know, I'm the most people walk into my house and people are like, Whoa, you're the most organized Enneagram seven I've ever seen. And I'm like, this organized house allows my mind to be abstract and free flowing, but both cannot be chaos at all times. And so, yes. uh, I think I'm a seven too. I always forget people tease me and like, maybe that is an Enneagram seven thing that I forget. Cause, um, yeah, I think that's my number. Yeah. I forget. I, I'm, I'm, I have to look now. Well, we'll have to chat, chat because I'm a big Enneagram fan and I just had your Enneagram coach on, so I can send you some interviews, Ooh, but I, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have found in my own life, like really creating those systems allows me to be free, to be creative, to be present with the people I love. And so I love everything you are saying here. Christy, I have a feeling people are going to want to keep up with you, hear more, especially over on the Simply Joyful podcast, but heading on over to your YouTube channel for trainings and tutorials there. Tell us where people can find you and where they can grab a copy of this book. Oh, well, everything can be found at my website, which is christyclover.com. So that's Christy with a K and an I and Clover, just like four-leaf Clover. Christyclover.com. That has all of my social media links. I'm pretty much Christy Clover everywhere online. So YouTube, Instagram. And if you really, if you really want to find like the real me, (laughs) I'm on Instagram. I love Instagram. That is just my little happy place. And, you know, I get on Facebook. I mean, if I'm live on Facebook, it's definitely me. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I totally giggle. I'm like, well, that that's really me. Like, <laughs> I can't fake me. If so. I'm live anywhere, it's really me. But if it's not really. live, I might have recorded it a month ago. <laughs> well, that's the beautiful thing, too, is yeah. that we can, we can schedule things so it looks like we're there. Organization, baby. Hi. <laughs> um, well, I love getting to chat with you. We'll definitely have to have you back on. And just thank you for joining us today, guys. I highly encourage you to check out Christy's podcast. You're going to love it. And Christy, thank you again for joining me today. Oh, absolutely. It was such a joy to be here. Hey, don't go yet. I would love it if you go over to iTunes right now and leave a review. I love hearing your feedback and it really makes a difference in getting the Radiant Podcast name out there. And while you're at it, why don't you subscribe and then share this episode on Facebook or Instagram or wherever your social media platform is of choice. Lastly, I'd love to keep up with each other. Come find me on Instagram at Kels Chapman and let's get to know each other. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.
Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. The final countdown has begun. Whatever you do, don't miss the end of year clearance this weekend at Levin's. Save up to 60% on closeout special buys and doorbusters. Plus, get an extra 15% off all sale merchandise and take up to 60 months to pay. Save 308 on our Wilmington Sofa Chase. Now 891 with extra discounts. Plus, get the 100th anniversary hybrid mattress. Now only 398. The final countdown. Now at Levin Furniture and Mattress.